You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Gigam 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by a special guest today, John Whittle from the Big Spur, here to break down... The South Carolina Gamecocks as the Aggies in South Carolina get ready to hit the field on Saturday night from williams Bryce Stadium. John, thanks for, for joining us um, on the Gigam 24-7 Sports Podcast. Wanted to get your, your thoughts on uh, on South Carolina, obviously, coming off a of bye as well. What have been the primary areas of focus, you think, that, that South Carolina needed to address during this week off? question and you know I, I it's kind of a cop-out answer but they they really need to get better really everywhere and that's yeah. kind of been the story over the course of the season like you start out against Georgia State and you win and the score looks okay at 35-21 but you have problems coming into this year with your rush defense you have problems coming into the year with a rush offense neither one of them looks particularly good in that game you block a couple of punts Pubs that go for touchdowns, and you know, that ends up being a, a big difference. And you know, it, it just it didn't look real good, right? And then the next week, you come out and lay an egg against Arkansas, go down twenty-one to three. Then you get your doors blown off by Georgia, and all of a sudden, uh, a promising season uh, coming into the year didn't start out all that great. Uh, mm-hmm. You're one and two, and it had a look particularly good, really had to look good in any of the in, a, in any of the first three games, right? So really you focus on trying to get better and, and win games and if you have two non conference games after after that, things get a little bit better on defense. Offensively, uh, you're you're scoring some points but they still look a little bit clunky. Uh, but but you win lopsided games. Then you go to Kentucky Number 13 in the country, but their starting quarterbacks out. Uh, you, you really put forth a pretty dominating performance. I, I thought it was more lopsided than the, the 2014, 24-14 final score. But you, you're trying to weigh whether, uh, you know, South Carolina's won because Will Levis is out, or, or are you really playing that much better? So, you know, South Carolina's improved a little bit. In, in a lot of in, in a lot of ways over the course of the first six games of the season, but you know rush defense is still having some problems. Uh, you, you've lost a, a, a linebacker who your best middle linebacker who you thought would be good. You, you, you're missing your second best defensive tackle, uh, and he will probably be back this week. But you know there's there's elements of, of almost every phase of the game where you just need to keep getting better and I know that's a really boring yeah. answer to the question but 
it's it really that's really just kind of where South Carolina stands right now. That and getting healthy, they they've had they've had a bunch of injury problems on on the defensive side of the ball, especially, and they're, they're having that bye week is certainly helped from that standpoint. Is this kind of what you think Shane Beamer was getting at when when he talked about self scouting and that everybody kind of sees the issues? Do you think he kind of knew they needed to get better all around and um, during the bye week? Yeah, I, I think that's certainly part of it. Um, you know, offensively, he thought this team was going to be better this year. Uh, they they had a lot of a lot of they brought in a lot of different pieces. From the NCAA transfer portal, Spencer Rattler, quarterback, obviously, brought in a couple of high-profile receivers who a bunch of high-profile high schools wanted, tight end, a uh, couple, of, couple of tight ends that, you know, a bunch of schools wanted. And, you know, it just hadn't – clunky is the word that I, I keep kind of defaulting back to. Things yeah. just haven't gone smoothly uh, on that side of the football and. And uh, I think that's probably been the biggest point of emphasis of, uh, of trying to, to get things better. Like, uh, the, the ceiling is so much higher than, than where they've performed. And it's, it's been a combination of, of different things. At first, you weren't getting, getting uh, you know, enough blocking to, to really protect the quarterback and, and, and uh, open up holes in the run game. Offensive line has performed better. Uh, little by little, all the way around. But you know, Spencer Rattler there for for a few games was you know getting out of the pocket and trying to move when he had plenty of time in the pocket. Uh, and it just wasn't it, it, things just weren't looking quite right. But Kentucky things seemed to come together a little bit. Spencer would would hang in there and deliver some throws, especially in the second half. And things seemed to flow a little bit better. There's been some play calling awkwardness, I guess you could say too. Uh, that that seemed to be a lot better in the second half against Kentucky, and it's, to me, a lot of it's just been kind of cleaning things up because I, I feel like offensively, there's so much there, there's so much room for growth uh, on that side of football. Score more points, look a little bit better, be a little bit more explosive. I, I just I feel like there's a lot more there. Um, when I was kind of going through the film and going through the stats, Gilbert Edmond was a guy that jumped out to me. Obviously, wasn't wasn't highly rated coming out of high school, but as you know, leads the team in tackles for loss and second in, in sacks. What's, what's allowed him to kind of emerge this year and, and become a key player on this defense? Yeah, well, he was, he was brought on as uh, you know, kind of a developmental guy, you know, a lot of, a lot of raw athleticism, you know, he, hadn't, he, he, uh, he, he was just going to be a guy who took, took some time and he's, uh, a hard worker and, and put in put in that time to, to become a lot better. And coming into coming into the season, the coaching staff was, was very high on him and and the growth that he's kind of undergone. Uh, and he's really taken to Sterling Lucas, who's in his first year is the position coach there. Uh, Sterling has been really really helpful for him, really high on him, uh, but. You know, he's, he's got an opportunity this year in, in a starting role because, you know, the guy who they thought was was uh, going to be the starter uh, went down in, in the second game of the season with, with a torn ACL. So, so Gilbert's really stepped in and, and done, a, done a nice job in, in, in a starting role. He probably shouldn't have to play quite as many snaps as he does, but, you know, South Carolina's really 
really thin on, uh, on, on the two, two defensive and edge positions. So he's, he's getting a ton of snaps, and he's held up pretty well so far. But, you know, he, he's done a really nice job um, all, all around, both both uh, in his job of getting after the quarterback and done, done a decent job of setting the edge, too. And with Spencer Rattler, he's obviously completing, I think, over 65% of his passes, but the eight interceptions obviously jump off the page, too. What, what's what been the focus on trying to get him to play more consistently, consistently and, get, and get him going? Well, you, you look, the interception number jumps out blaringly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and most of those interceptions have been on him. Uh, mm-hmm. But... but Early in the season, those were those were forced throws a lot of times. Like like I mentioned earlier, against against uh, Arkansas and Georgia, he fell behind big early, and all of a sudden he's out there trying to force footballs into places where he shouldn't try to force them. Trying to trying to help get the team back into into games through the air, and you know it, it obviously was not working out well. Um, you know he had he had two interceptions against. And, you know, it looks bad in the stat column. Both of those interceptions went off the hands of receivers and, and the defensive backs arms. And, yeah. You know, one of them was a really good throw, perfect throw. One was uh, not great, but but uh, shouldn't have been intercepted. Shouldn't have been been batted and intercepted. So he's he's been a little bit better here here lately in terms of you know just getting comfortable and getting into rhythm. You know, especially that second half against Kentucky, they. They got him into some plays that were, I, I don't know, he's easier to, to convert. I mean, we see it all the time in college football now. You know, get your get your quarterback into rhythm with, with some easy swing passes, get them uh, some easy yards, easy completions, and all of a sudden, you know, they're, not only the numbers look better, but the offense looks better too. So they haven't really done a good job, in my opinion, of, of doing that with Spencer over the course of the year. Uh, I think they've done a little bit better job of it recently. I think they're also getting a little bit more more comfortable with, with what they are uh, offensively and, and what they're trying to be. So I think that's been helpful. But, uh, but yeah, when, when you look at the statistics, when you look at some of his throws, there's, there's uh, a lot that's been kind of uninspiring, too. And Marshawn Lloyd has obviously had a really good year um, in that in that backfield. What do you – what? What kind of runner is he, and 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 where do you think he kind of gives defensive problems? Well, he's had a really good last three games. Uh, yeah. He didn't start out the year particularly well, and that was that's part of the reason why the offense, you know, wasn't looking so hot early on. And, and part of the problem was, you know, the lack of the lack of ability to the by the offensive line to be able to give him any running room and give him a chance. He was getting hit in the backfield so darn much. And you know they didn't they didn't use him as much as I think they probably should have either. Of course, part of that is a, a function of going down twenty one to three real real quick, like like they have been yeah. in, in some of these games. But uh, but but the last three games he's been really good. And the first two were against uh, Charlotte, South Carolina State, a uh, couple of bad defenses. So you you wonder if what he what, you wonder how he's going to perform against Kentucky, right? Kentucky is. Is a good defense overall and a good rush defense, and, and uh, he, he had a phenomenal game against the Wildcats. So I, I think he's starting to, uh, to to kind of assert himself as is a guy like you described, a really good SEC running back. Uh, I'm I feel a lot better about him 
him now than I did in, in the early part in the early part of the season. Uh, he's made some really highlight real plans. He's, he's bullied over a couple of couple of tacklers. He's hurtled over a couple of, of tacklers. He he had spin moves. He's, he's made plays in the open field. He's gotten to the edge. He's been between the tackles. He's, he's really done a nice job the last few weeks, and he's also a really good. Uh, receiver out of the backfield. They use him. They use him a little bit uh, out of the backfield. South Carolina is not a really good screen team. It hasn't been for a while, but you know they have been using some five wide sets from time to time. And, and he'll he'll get out there, and, and he's he's really good. He's really good out there as, as a receiver. So I think that's something that they may try to emphasize uh, this second half of the season is to to get him uh, the the ball as a as a pass catcher time to time, but he, he's been really good here of late, and I anticipate that continuing. No doubt, and looking at the South Carolina team as a whole, obviously with A&M coming to town, a lot has been made about A&M, you know, never, never dropping a game in this series to them since they joined the SEC. Um, with with the game being a 6.30 night game at, at, um, at home, what's been the mood around the program uh, with A&M coming to town? Yeah, I mean, the mood around the program has been great uh, overall, especially uh, especially coming out of that Kentucky game. Uh, there's there's obviously a lot of frustration uh, after that Arkansas and Georgia game. Yeah. There's been frustration about this team offensively, but, you know, it, I think most folks realize that, that uh, the team keeps improving each week, and, and there's there's different things that you can point to each week where you can where you can see some things changing, and I, I think that provides a lot of folks' encouragement. But you know, South Carolina has has not been a good offensive football team in, in quite a while, uh, regardless of coach, regardless of coordinator. You know, it's been bad offense for a long time around here, and uh, people, I, I do think a lot of the fan base are ready to see something explosive. And, okay. You know, 24 points against Kentucky is good, uh, but, you know, they see Tennessee start hanging half a hundred, <laughs> and, you know, Josh Heupel and Shane Beamer were, were uh, you know, uh, hired, I guess, at the same time, and, and uh, you know, there, there, there's certainly the sentiment of wanting wanting uh, more offense around here, for sure, and, and more high-powered high offense, better-looking offense, all that stuff, so, but I, I would say certainly that, that the pulse fan base positive. There's a lot of excitement uh, going into this week. I expect a, a capacity crowd, a sellout crowd, and, and uh, <laughs> the, not, not only has South Carolina not beaten Texas a and most years it ain't even close. Yeah. So it's uh, that's something that South Carolina has needed to do from last year to this year, from Shane Beamer's first year to second year. Like All the good teams last year blew South Carolina out. And Georgia blew South Carolina out this year. Like South Carolina needs to start at least hanging in there for a little while at some point against teams like Texas A&M and teams like Georgia, teams like Clemson and Florida, Tennessee. Like the the, the teams that are supposed to be really good, like South Carolina, needs to start giving at least competitive games. So you know this is probably probably the next step in in, in that in Shane Beamer's you know trajectory as a head coach. No doubt, and I can imagine if it gets into the second half and 
and it's close. That crowd will start to get more and more into it. I'm 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 sure of that. Speaking of, you know, what this team has done really well, special teams has obviously been a storyline all year with with Shane Beamer and, and obviously going back to the elder Beamer as well. It's special teams have always been a strength of, of their family. Um, is it a case of playing more starters or is it emphasizing it in practice or what do you feel like has been kind of the, the keys to South Carolina having success on special teams? There's a lot of different uh, elements to that, in my opinion. You you mentioned Shane and his special teams background, and certainly Frank too. And and I I mean I think that's where it starts. There's an emphasis placed on it by 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 Shane, and but a a lot of it is because of uh, special teams coordinator Pete Limbo, Uh, and and. They've got Pete because Shane put so much emphasis on special teams. But that was his first uh, on-field hire was, was Pete Limbo, and he is—he's phenomenal. He lives—he lives and breathes special teams. And you know, you, you try to pull up YouTube and watch a couple of his press conferences. He's an—he's an entertaining dude, and he keeps—he keeps things fun and, and fresh on that side of the football. And, and the starters want to go over there. They want to be a part of it. And I know that's cliche to say. Uh, it's not always true, but it is It is true in this instance. With these guys wanting to play and be a part of this, be a part of things with this coach. So, you know, he, he, uh, he's great. He's got a, he's got a great mind for it. You know, they, they do unique things almost every week in terms of, uh, you know, whether it's fakes or two-point conversions or, you know, whatever it is, like there's always something new that's that's happening uh, in that area of the game. I don't know if you can say that side of the football, but in that area of the game for, yeah. for, for guys to be excited uh, about. And I, I think that's a, that's a huge deal. And it starts with the emphasis being placed on it, but then after that it's, it's the, uh, the enjoyment that the guys have because of their coach. No doubt, it can really obviously change change the momentum of a game with punt blocks and and kick blocks and and some of the the ways that they're able to impact the game. John, thanks so much for for joining us and 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 enjoy what I'm sure will be a, will be a big night out in uh, out in South Carolina this weekend. Absolutely, I appreciate you having me on to talk.